Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. So uh, CBS News uh, says that uh, NYPD officers have been ordered to be prepared as a precaution in response to uh, Internet postings and a call for worldwide demonstration in support of Palestinians tomorrow. So uh, we'll obviously keep an eye on that story for you on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly talking about uh, <laughs> talking about technology, friend or foe. And I have to tell you, I think technology is destroying humanity. I absolutely believe it is destroying humanity, and it isn't making your life any easier. You know, if it if it was making your life easier, I would welcome it with open arms. But it is making your life, it, it, at least, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's making my life, uh, like, extremely frustrating, very frustrating. And again, if technology is such a great thing, why would it take five minutes to get a bottle of water using a smartphone to buy it instead of just saying to the guy behind the bar, I would like a bottle of water, please. That'll be $9. Oh, here you are, sir. Please keep the change. Easy transaction, but yet technology has made it um, it has made it ridiculous. Uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. Uh, John in Tonawanda uh, disagrees. John, you are on WBEN. Hello. Yeah, uh, what's your previous caller? I wonder if he has a Mustang, not the car, the horse, you know. Um, but, well, that uh, seems like an uh, unnecessary insult. Why would you say such a mean thing? You know why? Uh, because technology has dehumanized you. You're used to being on Facebook, <laughs> being a bully on Facebook, uh, and, and see that this is a prime example of how technology is ruining humanity. He said nothing about you, and you insult him by saying, Mustang? Come on. Tom, it's all it's it's all in good good humor. It's friendly humor. But um, listen, I think technology is great. I mean, um, I can put uh, use an app. I can get takeout, send in my order, go to the store, pick it up, and and leave. Um, I, I do think technology has made life a lot easier. Um, in reference to your um, thing with well, let me the, allow me allow me to allow me to interrupt, and I, I'll let you have as much time as as you reasonably um, want. But, but what you're talking about, see, you have a choice in the matter. If you want to order food, you may order food, but you also have the option of going to the restaurant. If you want to order a ride. Uh, you have the option of doing that or talking to a friend. It is an optional thing. More and more technology is becoming mandatory. Please go ahead. 
Right. So, I mean, I think the issue with the airport in your experience is more of a um, an isolated kind of issue. So if I go to a store and I buy an item that's under $5, I have to use um, my credit card or you know cash per se because the uh, merchant will get charged a certain amount of money if, if I use my credit card, so they prefer cash. Um, same thing with a lot of businesses like that you were at at the – uh, airport, um, they will try and get around that rule, you know, by having someone pay with an app instead of a credit card. So that way, they're not, you know, taxed on the um, on the air. They're, they're not uh, charged that percentage from the card. And in both both in, both instances, it sucks. I totally agree. I mean, you shouldn't have to use an app to um, get a bottle of water. But in both the you know the store where it's uh, below like a five dollar purchase, or at the airport for the water. That's kind of like ridiculous, and I don't think that's a real um, – that's not a very commonplace example of, like, the benefits and um, of technology. Um, you, know well, I mean? uh, you know, look, uh, technology – okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, technology, to a point, is a good thing because I can pick up my phone no matter where I am in the world, and I can log in, and I can watch how the Buffalo Bills are going to lose uh, or just put in a lousy first-half performance from anywhere in the world, okay? So, yes, that is a good thing. But do you not agree that technology is making human beings jump through more and more hoops for the most basic of things? Yes and no. I mean, um it's not so much that uh, uh, it's jumping through hoops, but there, there, there is a certain level of security. I mean, there's, you know, so if, if you go onto your computer, you know, and you, um, you make a purchase, I mean, that, that purchase is logged six ways to Sunday, you know, it's logged on the merchant's end, it's logged on your end. So there's a lot of transparency of like, you know, sec- uh, security wise, if someone breaks into your bank account, you know, can prove that it wasn't me because of this, this, you know, because of, dates and passwords and uh location that you took the uh that you got into the account um there is a certain amount like i will agree that you know the password frenzy where you have to have four different passwords that's i mean that's annoying but that's just the nature of the security side um, and how does that how does that make life better though see i look i think technology has some positive aspects but i don't think that what you just said uh, is an indication of technology making life better. In what way? With the passwords? Uh, it, yes, with with the, the passwords and the uh, double, you know, the dual identification uh, or uh, uh, verification, rather. Uh, it, it's gotten it's gotten ridiculous, and I don't know if you work for a living, but um, the. Uh, Your work computer, every four weeks or however many weeks it is, you must now change your password. And by the way, it's got to be 28 characters long. There must be a symbol followed by a number, followed by a capital letter, followed by a giant middle finger, which is you. (laughs) Right, right. Um, I mean, that that comes at the price of uh, the technology. I mean, if you want to have instant fast internet you have to have a password you know i mean if you if you want to get to boston in an hour you've got to fly or you can take a horse you know i mean it depends which way you want to go i mean it all comes at a price 
Um, I mean, but we, but but there, we don't need. But, but I'm sorry, uh, we didn't need in, uh, in in decades gone by. We didn't need smartphones to get on an airplane and be in Boston in 52 minutes. We just made a call, uh, or you know, had the travel agent make a call, and everything was done that way. And even back in the day, people would say, "Well, if you use a phone, you know, if you're if you're calling the travel agent, you're." losing your writing skills. I mean, there's always a, uh, there's always a trade-off. I don't remember any, I don't remember anybody ever saying that. Sorry. I was alive then. And I never heard that argument. No, I'm I'm just talking about in the advent of phones as comparison to when we went from writing to phones. Um, I mean, even now, I mean, prior to passwords, there are things that we had to know. We had to know our social, uh, our social security number, our birth dates, our spouse's birth dates. I mean, passwords, I mean, you can have it saved on your phone. You can have it on a, on a piece of paper. It's a little annoying, but it's sometimes you might forget your Social Security or um, your third address from 10, 10 years ago or something like, like, like that nature, you know? Um, but I do think it is on the user's responsibility. So, like, you, myself, my parents, whom, whom, whomever, to adjust to the times, um, there, there's a curve when it, it comes to uh, comprehending tech, tech, technology. I, I do recall my mom told me a story back in the 70s. Um, her grandfather, her, her, her father, my grandfather, uh, she had a record player in her room with like two, two, two buttons on it, and it was playing super loud. And he, he tried to turn it off, and he couldn't, he couldn't figure it out. So he just yanked the cord from the wall. I, I think that's like the same thing today. Really, it's it's not that difficult to, to comprehend, but it's something new. Um, I can adjust to technology faster than you or if my parents can because of exposure and, you know, wanting to use it. Whereas, you know, my grandfather, he had never used a record player before, or at least that kind. And so to him, it was like, oh, this is so foreign. I, I can't get it. But really, it's it's not that hard. Um, I, I disagree, uh, and I disagree based on an email I received uh, for which I've been waiting all day long, and there was a time all I had to do to read an email was click it, and it would open, and I could read it. Now it tells me to go to Google Drive, whatever the hell that is. Well, that's what you got the IT for, Tom. Yeah, but I shouldn't have to call somebody over to, to read an email that I could have just opened up in two seconds uh, 10 years ago. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry, but I, I, I failed to grasp how technology, uh, for the sake of technology, puts us any further uh, puts us any further ahead. If, if, and I think you should have options. Uh, personally, I think you should have options. Now, before uh, before I let you go, um, you started off the call by the use of the word Mustang in reference to our previous caller. And if I don't ask you this, I'm going to be kicking myself all day long. Did you steal that line from The Highwaymen on Netflix? No, I've never, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, damn. I, I thought I had you on that because uh, do you have Netflix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, see, Netflix is technology, but it's easy to use. It has a very user-friendly interface. No problem with Netflix. I love that technology because it's easy to use. 
Uh, but there's a reference in there at the beginning of the movie. It's about the lawmen's uh, hunt for Bonnie and Clyde back in uh, 1932, 1934. And uh, one of the guys is talking about a double-band radio system. Um, and uh, basically, there's a line in there where Kevin Costner, who's playing lawman Frank Hamer, says, uh, you ever hunt wild Mustangs? And that's where I thought you got that from. So, <laughs> right. but uh, just Sorry, but just before I... I do go. I'm going to go on a positive note, too. Um, ultimately, the user's ability to use technology is dependent on the user. You can be good at driving stick. You can be bad at driving stick. You can be good at using an app on your phone, or you can struggle and never learn it. Well, yeah, but uh, you know what? The problem is, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, we're busy making a living. We're busy trying to pay our bills. We don't have, at least I don't have time to sit around and read up on every new development and every new file and every new way to open an email and Google Drive and everything. Everything has gotten increasingly, in my opinion, everything has gotten increasingly and ridiculously complicated. We are complicating our lives unnecessarily with technology. Um, in many cases, not all cases, some things are easy to use. You know, I, I think Google has been so successful because it is an easy interface. Uh, Netflix, an easy interface. Amazon, an easy interface. But these, I, the, you know, this whole idea of again, and I don't, I don't think this is become is is the exception. I think it's going to become the rule that you have to whip out a smartphone to buy a bottle of water when you've got a human being right in front of you. I think it's absurd. Now, as a proponent of technology, I must ask you this, um, because I made reference to social media and bullying on social media, because you know, you said the guy was on his Mustang, and I thought, oh, that was a Bad thing. It was a nasty thing to say, um, but the uh, do, do you believe that technology is dehumanizing us? It is making us less human, less empathetic, etc. I think social media is with no with no doubt. It's definitely easy to be a keyboard, you know, warrior as as opposed to saying someone to their face or even over like the phone. Um, <laughs> I, I do agree with with that. For, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I do agree that uh, there is a part of that that does kind of chip away at, you know, that's really a person on the other end of that message that you're saying, you know, go screw yourself, you know. Um, so that we can agree on. Uh, well, I mean, I think, look, we can we can agree on, on, on a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I mean, my, look, my opinion is not the final word in anything at any time. Um, but the um, uh, the the situation of dehumanizing human beings, um, I, I think it's been exacerbated tremendously by uh, technology. And you know, again, there's something fundamentally messed up, and I wish I could use the colloquial way of saying that. There's something fundamentally messed up with looking at a guy across a bar and all I would have to do five years ago is say, I'd like a bottle of Pellegrino, please. And all he has to do is say, that will be $9. And all I have to do is say, here's my charge card. Here's a $10 bill uh, or 11 bucks, however much I want to tip. Transaction done. And it literally took five minutes. And, and, and keep in mind, my body is parched. I'm, I'm dripping sweat. I needed hydration in the worst way. And uh, I got to do all this nonsense on a cell phone. Um, 
I, I agree that it, technology, when it's easy to use, I think technology is great. But I think it's becoming increasingly more difficult to use. And I don't know that a lot of people have the time to keep up with it. I mean, we're not, you know, it's not like we're, you know, you know using eight-track tapes or anything anymore. Um, and I think you remember what an eight-track was. Remember, it was your, in the middle of your favorite song on Thick as a Brick, the song would change channels. Um, I th- I'm grateful for the call. Thank you very much. I appreciate hearing from you, my love. Thanks, All right, it is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, I want your thoughts on uh, technology because uh, over the past, uh, well, I guess we'll call this three days now, I, I just, I, I'm becoming increasingly disgusted with technology from passwords and the constant memorization of new passwords to um, the increasing complications that technology is causing, i.e. my bottled water reference. Apparently, I'm really hung up on bottled water. 803, it's kind of an unhealthy. Hey, at least I'm not saying booze. At least I'm not saying tequila. So there's credit on that. Look, you might agree, you might disagree. That's fine. But I really did think he got that line from The Highwaymen with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, uh, which is on Netflix. And it's a really awesome movie because unlike uh, Bonnie and Clyde with uh, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty, Um, It actually shows the story of the hunt for Bonnie and Clyde back in 1934 from the lawman's perspective. And Frank Hamer was the most decorated Texas Ranger of all time and a total badass. I mean, I don't Kevin Costner is excellent. I love Kevin Costner. Uh, But as good as he was in that movie, the real Frank Hamer was even a bigger badass than the one in the movie. True story. All right, uh, my love, stay with me on News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, it's good to be back with you. I'll say that much. But this technology stuff is driving me crazy on News Radio 930. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. (laughs) Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN loves and uh, talking about technology. 
and uh, technology is starting. Well, it isn't start. It is continuing to aggravate me, except the aggravation is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, had a wonderful week away. Not going to lie. It was a wonderful week away. Um, however, the return to Newark, I will never, as long as I can help it, I will never want to go through Newark again in my life. Like, worst airport ever. Worst layout ever. And the the coup de gras, the thing that just put me over the edge. I said, I, I'm resilient to a point. You, know, you give me a hurdle, I got it. Another hurdle, I got it. Another hurdle, I got it. But four, five, six hurdles, and I start to get a little bit upset. Uh, and what really put me over the edge and kind of prompted me to do this show, which I wasn't even planning on doing today, uh, was the idea of having to use my smartphone to buy a bottle of water at the airport, scan the code in. Like, really? The dude is standing right there. There's nobody else here. Why can't I just say, I would like a bottle of Pellegrino, please? So is uh, technology friend or foe? I I think some technology is great. I'm not a complete and total Luddite. But when technology makes things more difficult and it doesn't simplify things, how much further ahead are we? I mean, it, it took five minutes on Saturday to do a transaction that could have been done in 20 seconds not that long ago. Let's go to Jessica on WBEN. Hello, Jessica. Hello. Yes, ma'am. So technology has also now hit the way that people invite people to their weddings. I received a wedding invitation last week, and... I'm used to uh, how you have a response card that you fill out with your name and how many people are coming and if you have a choice of a dinner. But this did not have that. It has a QR code. (laughs) It has a QR code that you scanned that you scan to respond, which, okay, I can manage that, but I know that there are some older people (laughs) invited to this wedding who do not know how to do that. Or younger people who don't know how to do it, although they grew up in a different world than presumably you did and certainly uh, than I did. Um, so I'm going to ask you, what bothered you about the QR code? Was it the idea that the, some of the older guests might not have uh, known how to do it and might miss out on this spectacular and blessed occasion because they are technologically inept and I don't use that in a pejorative sense? Yeah. I mean, it just... I don't know. I just find it kind of strange. So are you going to go to the wedding? Yes. (laughs) Well, hey, look, my take on weddings is just do the two of you and the officiant and be done with it. But that's me. 
All right, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. Uh, Tanner, uh, today I will need some assistance uh, from you on uh, that front. Yep, let's go to David in California here. All right, David in California on WBEN. Hello. Oh, hiya, Tom. Uh, you and your fancy 8-track. I've <laughs> only got a 4-track. I've got a, a Camaro with a flat tire and a and a four track so what am i gonna do i i don't know but uh all i remember about the eight tracks is my brother had jethro tall thick as a brick and right in the middle of thick as a brick it, it switched from channel one to channel two and i thought i want to hear this song uninterrupted why are you doing this to me i thought it was a big conspiracy really oh it was a drag especially with a long song like that Hey, well, um, there are That's not Aqualung. Thick as a Brick is Thick as a Brick was a standard '70s song. Um, Aqualung was a longer song that did not fit the mold. Kind of like Stairway to Heaven. Everybody freaked out because it was so long compared to the two minutes and thirty seconds you had to do back when. But anyway, continue, sir. I apologize for interrupting, my love. Just when you're getting into Inagata De Vida, click. <laughs> <laughs> Dead silent for a half a second. Hey, well, a couple of different things. There was a, 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 a I, I heard you talking about the um, the high security kind of issue. Oh. And if you ever if you ever get a um, a chance to read the old book, uh, there's a series of books called Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. I, it it just opens up by saying that paranoia was the fall of Rome, that they were spending so much money on paranoia on defense that they were never fixing their own aquifer they were never fixing their you know their potholes they everything was uh, being spent on defense and and nothing was being spent on on the uh, uh, development of the city itself or the outer uh, the outer areas and and Rome had conquered so much that they uh, they basically couldn't handle what they were. Uh, the management of it was was so uh, extensive that they were having to basically. Uh, people were complaining so much that they got paranoid, and that led to extreme expenses. I don't know that the paranoia. I've never. I've never really heard paranoia as a reason for the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, a lot of people talk about corruption. Um, uh, the empire, my opinion, the empire got too big. And we found out later with the Austro-Hungarian Empire that that theory might actually carry a lot of weight, that if you're trying to build a nation, it's got to be a nation. It can't be a conglomeration. That doesn't work out too well. And then, of course, uh, it wasn't helped by the invasion of the Germanic tribes that uh, Russell Crowe supposedly had conquered at the beginning of Gladiator. Well, yeah, but it, it, paranoia is is one side. You know, the other is the the deprived people. So, if you look at America, we're supposed to have taxation with representation. So, if you're in one of the outskirts, you know, you're in one of the uh, small towns somewhere in America, and you're not getting anything for your taxes, uh, then. Um, the politicians have a, a good reason to be paranoid if you're getting madder and madder by the day because your water is coming up as sewage and your sewage is, is not flushing. Uh, you know, there's all of the normal infrastructure needs of, of uh, the conquered lands were not being taken care of, 
and the uh, the boss man, the the, the conquerors were not. Uh, they they were the ones that were able to expend the money to protect themselves, and they and so all of the expenses were going toward them. But um, the other I don't know if I, I, honestly, I, the, I really I really don't know if I if I buy entirely uh, into that particular theory of the uh, fall of Rome. Um, and and I, don't, I don't have time. I don't have the time to go into it right now. But I think in in many instances you can look at the specific circumstances of the Roman conquest of Britain and then the uh, uh, the redeployment of troops away from Britain to fight on other fronts. Uh, just an example again of what I said. The empire got too big, and sure. history yeah. you know, his, history has taught us over and over again. You can't fight a war on two or three different fronts at the same time because you're going to lose. Well, and that's the whole point. And it, it is, it's pretty clear in the opening par, uh, paragraphs and even in the preface to the book. But the other, there was another book I was going to suggest that's probably almost 50 years old, and that's the one called Future Shock. And there's a whole chapter in Future Shock uh, that talks about mega choice. And I heard you talking about, uh, you know, that the technology has created a time where there's so much information that you can't choose. You, you, you're just buried in information, and you can never uh, make a clean decision. And and uh, this mega choice is clearly a part of that. It, it describes where there would be too many opportunities with entertainment, with the sciences, with the uh, you know with your day-to-day living, with your family needs that you would never be able to get anything done because there were too many choices and, and you'd be totally scattered all the time. So uh, that, that's, that's, that, a, uh, that's a really, I mean, look, that, that's a really interesting theory. I mean, I don't know that I would call it mega choice as much as I would call it information overload. For example, I take a week off. You have no idea how many emails I have. Uh, it, it's just, it's absurd. The number of emails oh, I'm looking I at have. 130. I've got 130,000 unread. Oh my. <laughs> I gave up. Dude. I gave up, give, you know, trying to read them all five years ago. But uh, at least I try to cull through them. Oh, the other thing I was going to Hold on, i got to take a break here, sir. Uh, get right back to you sure. on uh, WBEN. Um, we're talking about uh, technology. Has technology really made your life easier, or is uh, technology just complicating things and making things that ought to be simple a lot more complex, which was my experience, uh, not just at the Newark airport trying to buy a bottle of water, but even before I came on the air today. And it's not like I come in at uh, 30 seconds before showtime. Um, I just I couldn't log into a certain computer that I needed to uh, log into, and I have no idea what's going on. Anyway. Uh, let's get back to David in California talking about technology. Is it the work of Satan? Uh, you're on WBEN again, David. Continue. Well, I wouldn't say it's the work of Satan. I think it's more, uh, and especially this is the third angle I was going to go on the the the, uh, uh, the costs of security. The uh, if you remember, right after 9/11, uh, a whole lot of the internet had to change because the terrorists, the terrorists, the terrorists that. And um, if you remember, um, in, in the old uh, East Berlin, that was, uh, or East Germany, uh, the, the communist bloc East Germany, they had the, the most intrusive uh, uh, spying network on their own citizens. 
and they had a basically about two percent of the population were snitches, yep. and you know ratting out their neighbors on different things. Now, in uh, in the early development of homeland security, uh, and I think it was um, oh who was the, the buddy of Oliver North Poindexter, he was trying to develop a four percent of the pop of the American population as snitches. They were trying to make a, a, an economy where 4% of the American economy, twice as bad as East Berlin, uh, would be snitches on, on us. And so when you start looking at the, the costs of snitches, the costs of uh, buying and selling emails and buying and f- selling data, you, all of these different, uh, you know, whether it's Amazon or Airbnb or all of these other institutions that were taken for granted, these organizations are, you know, we are the customer or, or we are the product at this point because they're gathering our information on us. And um, so the cost of your bottle of water is $9 because a huge amount of data is being transferred and that you can't just, you know, hand a guy 50 cents for a bottle of water anymore. It's got to be logged as an official transaction through your account to their account and nobody can trust whether or not uh, 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 a coin is going to be good enough to be able to handle a transaction. I would submit submit to you that uh, the reason the cost is so high is because the vendors have to pay the airport a ridiculous amount of money to do business in the airport at that cost of doing business uh which is eventually going to be transferred to the port authority of new jersey um that cost that's just the cost of doing business and you know when you go to an airport you might as well bend over because uh that's that's where you're going to get it right there Oh, I, I agree, but the the uh, bigger part of it, though, is is that with 9-11, not just anybody could go into the airport and see you off, give you a last hug goodbye. Uh, you had you had to be within the gate or outside of the gate, and so all of those shops within the gate uh, are are deprived of customers, and the only customers they've got are the ones that are trapped in there. So okay, again, I got I got a break. I have to get to some other. I got to get to some other people. I thank you very much. But I mean, think about this though: for all of the security that we do for passengers, we almost lost an airliner today because of a pilot from some other airline was allowed to ride in the cockpit of a, a, an Alaskan air flight, and this pilot went apparently. Uh, tried to kill like 84 people on board the flight. And thank God he was outfought apparently in the cockpit by the flight crew that was on duty. But uh, that could have had a horrible ending. And uh, unfortunately, uh, airline pilots, some of my favorite people, by the way, but some of them are, just like anybody else, mentally unstable. The German wings pilot who committed suicide and murder at the same time. A horrible story. I mean, just that, that story is just... I've never forgotten that. If you've forgotten, just look up German Wings crash, and the guy never should have been allowed to fly a plane. He should have been allowed outside of an institution, but he was. It is uh, 357 at News Radio 930 WBEN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.